You know, I just want to say some before we start this week's episode. Guest this week is Ron Bronson. He's an avid fan from Oregon. He's also a New Jersey Devils and New York Jets fan, so he's got that going for him. Uh, but we're talking about Finnish baseball, which is a sport that was invented by a gentleman who was watching a baseball game at Fenway Park in 1907. He thought the game was boring. Imagine that. Uh, and went back to Finland and created his own sport based on a bat and ball game that had already been playing there. And then by 1920, 1922, he came up with Pace Apollo, uh, which continues to play in many small cities and towns across Finland. And even in some other countries like India, Nepal, and Bangladesh. So it's a very exciting conversation where we talk about ballparks, just not your ordinary baseball ballparks. So let's get Ron on here and begin the show. Hello, this is Mark Fikas, regional correspondent for the website Stadium Journey, the industry's leader in sports, travel, and reviews. Check out our new and improved website that now includes a map. My guest today is Ron Bronson, who is an avid follower of Pace Apollo, which some people call Finnish baseball. He has a Twitter page that details the sport, and he might be the most ardent fan of the game here in the U.S., hailing from Portland, Oregon. Ron, welcome to the show, and how are things with you today? Things are good. Good to be on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, let's just get down to it. You began following the sport, Pace Apollo, through research of uh, the origins of different sports. And then soon you became what you claimed was a one-man evangelist for the sport. How did that happen and how long did it take? Yeah, it was around... Um... I think I found it originally in like, you know, early 2000s, but I didn't, it was like, I didn't research it. I just like, oh, that's cool. They play baseball in Finland. How wild is that? And then around 2010, I re rediscovered it again. And I'm like, this is so wild. And so I guess maybe a year later, the joke I decided is a joke. I had friends who were really into soccer and I've become more of a soccer fan now. Back then I wasn't. I was like, oh, you know what I'll do? Be funny. My friends have English soccer teams they like. I'll find a Finnish baseball team that I like. That'll show them. Okay. And so I went researching the teams and and yeah, found found my favorite team that I still root for to this day. It was a casual fan. Back then you couldn't find anything online in English. It was pre-Twitter blowing up really, so there weren't people talking about it online like that. So you kind of just would like Vimeo used to have like highlights of the games and you could with no commentary days later and you could that's how I followed the game. And it was like real casual. Um so I did that for years. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I remember those days, too, where you were looking up for a sport and then like nowadays you you come back and reinvent it. You, you yep. get acquainted with it again. It's like totally totally over here. And still, I think the sport could be advertised a lot more. hundred uh, percent. I mean, I have looked for games. Some of these games are from 10 years ago mm -hmm. and they're all in Finnish, uh, the, the, the language. And, you know, there's no English commentary. There's mm -hmm. not even anybody today making clips for a worldwide market. So yeah, it's, it's still sort of, you know, and it's, it's amazing to think like that. Cause you think of all the sports out there, even like ultimate disc league here in the States has more production value. Than, right. Right. Apollo. So uh, it just takes one person to get the ball going. So. Yeah. For context, it's like the third most popular team sport in the country. 
So it's crazy about it when you think about it. Like, so like the games are, and then the games are mostly on national TV, but it's usually on, on a pay service too called Brutu, which is where I watch all the games. So now you can watch all the games live, which you could never do before. This has been the last four or five, five, six years. You've been able to watch any, you know, any game, including the major leagues. And then the, the second, the second division, a lot of those games get streamed too. Same, but the cameras, there's like one national TV game, a game of the week. And all the other games are like literally like high school sports where like a fan of somebody or somebody who works for the team will literally do the commentary or like put a camera somewhere, a fixed camera, and that's the game. So like it's still pretty, Primitive. it's a weird sport in that way because there's not like big money in it. So it's there's money, but it's nothing like what we're used to over here. Yeah, that that's amazing to think that. And, um, you know, I, I've done some research. I looked at the ballparks. I am shocked that some of these ballparks are quite nice, quite pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And other ballparks are, are kind of small. They look like little high school fields. You know, how, how many teams and ballparks are out there in Finland? Oh, gosh. So the thing about Pace Apollo to think about is that, you know, this is, it's like I said, semi pro sport. There are only a handful of people that make this their, their true living. Most of them have jobs on the side. So back in the day before COVID, usually the games were on like weekends, like Friday, Saturday, for the most part, you wouldn't be a whole lot of weekday games. They've changed that in the COVID era. So now there's games all the time during the weekend stuff, which is great for a fan because otherwise the game's always bunched up. If you wanted to watch other teams, you really couldn't because there's like seven games on at once. Um, but there there are the major leagues. In the, so there are the men's and the women's pro league um, that are separate. There are different teams in each, so you'll have some teams that have teams in both, but sometimes they're not. And there's promotion and relegation. So there are 13 teams in the big, in the main men's league right now. Um, there were 15 at once at one point, um, and I think the women's league has 12 or 13, maybe. Um, it just it changes. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the next level down. There is another 10 or 11, something like that. And then there are lower levels beyond that. So, and a lot of these teams are in small towns. So if you think about it, it is like. I tell people it's like a really weird hybrid of a pro sport. When you go to the game, you know it's a big league thing, and these guys are like heroes in these towns they play in. But some of these towns have 10,000. My favorite team plays in a town of 2,000. We just want a chance. We want, we want to just want another title. We live, we play in a town of two. Literally, when you go to a game in Zimpoli, there are more fans in the stadium who live in the town. Like it's so it's a really weird juxtaposition. Um, there are no teams in the capital. There are no big league men, men's big league teams in the capital, Helsinki. Wow. So it's a very weird juxtaposition. There are the women's team now, but so it's a weird juxtaposition of like it's kind of a small town sport in that way. But because it's made in Finland, all, all fans play it. They grew up playing it in school. It'd be like if kickball were a major league game in America. Everyone's played it. You played it in high school. Everyone knows what it is. Your mom yeah. could do it. You're familiar with it. You don't quite yeah. know the rules. Wait, are there ghost players? Can I hit you with the ball? It's like that. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, but if it were well, huge. Yeah, well, you're talking. I play adult kickball. I've been doing no, that for, for 17 years. So you're talking right up my alley. I, All right, I, cool. I didn't even know that. That's great. I would be happy with kickball being an Olympic sport or even a high school sport. I have brought that totally. up. I work. You know, this is not my yeah. my full time job. I'm a high school teacher. I have brought that up to have a high school team. So oh yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, that'd be that's cool. The, that's awesome that you compare kickball with Pace Apollo because uh, you're right. Could you imagine if, like everybody has played kickball? Some people maybe not since they're in eighth grade, but right. but everyone's done it. So everyone. like it's kind of like that, except it's it was made in Finland. There are Finnish rules to it. It's kind of based on baseball. 
and but they sort of merged in a local game, a local bat and ball game they had with baseball. It's kind of how it got invented. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So n- nobody said, hey, let's put a team in Helsinki. That's- so there had been Helsinki teams in the past. Back okay. in the old days, they dominated. But because of the way the promotion and relegation thing, in the 90s, they actually put a team in Helsinki. They just expansion teamed it, which they don't do. And they were like, yeah, we need a team here. We'll put one there. And that team didn't do great, partially because, again, it's it's because it's not as popular as some other things. And because people are able to watch more you know, more like global sports now, you know, European football, uh, you know, like the NBA and all the other sports now kind of blowing up. Um, it's a small cadre of people who watch NFL even. Um, it hasn't, it, it's kind of just like the diehards love it. Casuals will go watch it if they do. Like last couple of years, they've done a, like a destination game in Helsinki. So put a team, they'll put a game there. Two teams will come to Helsinki and play, watch a game or something. So people will go to those, but it's still kind of a, like I said, it's, it's kind of an interesting crossroads. Promotion's really weird because it's run by an association. It's not like a, there's no major, major league baseball doesn't really exist in the same way. It's like run by a national association. You know, like if U.S. soccer run MLS and they kind of do, but it'd be kind of like that. So you just get this weird janky thing where they're the diehards who are like, the fans will come if they want to come. Mm-hmm. And not thinking about like, we could go global. Like they're not thinking about that. They're no. like, fans okay. like it. We're good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, yeah, I can see what you mean. Kind of like, um, uh... Like like indoor football out here, you know. Totally. People know about the sport, but it's not really in major markets. It's not in New no. York or LA, and they're just kind of happy with uh with with the way things are being run. Now, who knows? In the future, maybe something occurs where it develops organically and goes to other countries. It has weirdly. So beyond, for the most part, the game only ever went to places where there are finished expats. Okay. So, you know, like you look on the, if you go on the Wikipedia, it tells you the games played in Canada and Switzerland and places like that. Yeah, it's because they're all Australia because there are Finnish expats who move there and they play it with other Finnish expats and other randos. But a couple of years ago, turns out there are folks in like Bangladesh and like India and stuff who had like found it online, clips of it online and were like, hey, we started playing this. You think you'd get some coaching? Oh, wow. And so they sent, they sent actually a buddy of mine, uh, Miko Pirahonen, shout out to Miko. Uh, over there a couple of years ago to go over there and like he went to Bangladesh, he went to Nepal, and they their their logic was like, oh, there's a Pace Apollo World Cup and there is, and it's like mostly a Finnish affair. They do it in Finland every year. Other countries would come, but it's just Finnish expats, and they were like, we're not good at other sports, but maybe if we could get it good at this, we could win a we could win a medal at some World Cup. So that was the logic. So they got some government funding, and they sent it. They he helped coach a team. You know, that I think the girls finished, women finished third a couple of years ago. So he's back there now, back in Bangladesh, um, where they have a, like, budding Apollo scene. And, like, like it's kind of wild because, like, the fields are real. Like, it's not, like, this obviously it's a big country that's not a massive fan base. But there are people playing the game convincingly. It's not like you look at it, you're like, this is a gimmick. No, they're, like, as a fan of the game, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, they know what they're doing. They've been doing this a while. And that's super neat. So... Who knows? In the next decade, you might have. I can't. I can't imagine they'll be the first non-Finnish major leaguer. Yeah, It'd be really cool. So yeah, you know, I did notice that there were some. I saw a video and there were some uh, some kids from India or some players from India yeah. talking about it. It's like okay, that's that's interesting, but that's about it. It's not anywhere else in Europe. No. You know, yeah, it, it just seems like such a niche sport. Hmm. Uh, but it tr- it traces its uh, roots to the United States. The the inventor went to a baseball game in 1907, thought the game was 
boring. Yep. Back when baseball was like played in an hour and a half. And right. then, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like baseball. he liked that part. He still thought it was too long. He thought it was too long still. Too, too long. So he goes back to Finland and he he conjures up a sport. And what, 1920 is the official anniversary of the first? Not exactly. So how it worked really was is, is yeah, basically that's what happened. So he go he watches this. He watches baseball. He went to Fenway. So two games in Fenway. Went home, you know, and comes home and he's in Boston. He goes home and he's like, I can make this better. So he took, luckily, he had been an Olympian, a track Olympian himself. So he kind of had, he ended up being a national sports minister. This is around the time Finland's becoming, becoming a, a country. Finland had been an, uh occupied by russia for 100 years okay. and so um so this is around the time they're becoming a country a proper country and it's becoming so he's like how do we have a game that unifies the country gets everybody kind of on the same page so he took this national bat and ball game which was kind of like i've seen i've seen i've seen it and i've read about it but basically it was like a game where it's kind of like not cricket but kind of like there's only one base and they're hitting a ball they didn't really keep score like it was kind of weird he took that in baseball concepts and it took him 20 years because he would iterate on it he's like one base. Oh, this is kind of boring. Two bases. Mm, interesting, but not interesting enough. And then finally, when he added the third base and, you know, made it like baseball kind of with the same concepts, but with the local bat and ball stuff. The pitching was the same as the local bat and ball game, which is why they toss the ball in the air and they don't okay. throw like we do. You that'd be too hard to learn. Um, so anyway, once he did that, he said those games were like rocking. People were super into that. And that's the base. basically what we have now is that version but it took him 20 years but he was a national sports minister so he could go to all these schools and basically get people to do it and that's how as someone who's a vet of the sport that's how you do it you got to do a lot of play testing to get people excited about a thing or see if it what works what doesn't work and he he was a pull it off and yes they've been doing the national championship since for men since the mid-20s women's national championship started in the 30s so the women have been playing almost as long as the men have which is really cool yeah, that's great. That's that's great. And, you know, I know you were able to go out to a game there a few years ago, and mm. I, I'm a big baseball guy. I love going to the ballparks and checking things out. Uh, how was the experience for you, uh, fan-wise? How was the ballpark, the food? Did you see some strange customs that are different than what you may see out here? So I've been inside. I've been a couple times now. And so I've been, so I went to first year in 20, whatever, when I wrote an article about it the first time, when it went to Vimpolis, my favorite team play in the playoffs, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, and Vimpolis, Vimpoli, every stadium experience, much like you noticed, the stadiums look different. Every stadium experience is a little bit different too. So in Vimpoli, where I have my favorite team, town of 2000, it's a very old school experience. It's like going to like, they don't have a ton of like, there are a handful of stadiums that are like storied, but like everybody universally in Finland, Vimpoli, where we play Sarkatna. It's on an island. My favorite team plays. Is a, is a, if you look online, you can see videos of what guys chasing ball, ball uh, balls into the water. Freak is in play. Um, yes. That's where they play. And it's like Wrigley Field and Fenway, all yeah, old Yankee Stadium, all together in one. Like in terms of the storied history of, oh, everybody knows that you got to play at Sarkatna at least once in your career. This is the place to go. So there they just have sausages, like little small, like no buns, little small sausages you get. Um, they don't sell beer at that stadium in Vimpoli. Um, so it's a really weird experience. They do, they do sell beer, but they don't sell it like in one stall. You have to go somewhere else to get drinks. Um, like, so it's a very, like, it's very like, uh, going to the football game where the social club sells you food kind of experience there. Um, I've been to other stadiums where it's a little bit different. So I went to the all-star game uh, two years ago too. So they do, it's called East Italansi, which is a East West 
And so they kind of have it's like exactly what it sounds like. It's just an all-star game where they separate the teams kind of east or west. It's kind of hard to do because sometimes because of pro and rel, you'll have a lot of western teams and not enough eastern teams. So the ge- geography's a little janky. You're like, is that really east? All right. Um, and it's men's and women's, and they did it uh, in um, in Epori a couple years ago, and that was cool too. And that one they had like sponsors come in, so that one they had like milkshakes. It was a big deal to have French fries because they don't typically have those at finished games. This company Oatly, which they don't even milk. Shout to Oatly, I guess. Brought a brought a truck in, and they brought in free French free French fries and milkshakes, like because it's like a novelty. Um, expand experience wise, honestly, if you closed your eyes, uh. Another buddy, um, uh, Ian Alva, does a podcast. He's an English. He's an English guy who's mostly into cricket, but also likes baseball. He's a Cardinals fan, and he does a podcast on this. And he was at the All Star Game with me, and we were saying if you close your eyes, you kind of would. You think you were at a baseball game, like you'd hear the bat, you know, you'd hear the ball, you hear the glove, people cheering. We did the wave, yeah. Um, you know, so it's 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 a fa- it's a baseball experience at that point. Um, there aren't any weird. The fans do cheer in kind of a weird way. There's a lot of shouting. Fish fans are pretty nice. They don't like curse the other team really, which is an interesting thing. Like you'll hate, you'll cheer for your people, but you don't really boo the other team. There's none of that. Um, so that was interesting too that I noticed. Yeah. So like a ballpark experience basically, but yeah. way different. Bases are in a wrong order. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. That. Uh, that that's the next thing I want to get into the layout of uh, yeah. the ballpark. It's. Uh, you. You look at it. It's like, oh, there's the grandstand. It's a cover grandstand. It curves. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then there's that field. It goes left yep. to right, zigzags. Uh, a ball goes out of play, but you still have to play it. You know, yep. if uh, it's not about trying to hit a home run because that's a foul ball, correct? If it lands. Correct. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah. how would you describe somebody? How would you tell? Like, if you brought yeah. if you brought somebody who never saw this game before, how, how would you try to explain this? Because my father, who's from Costa Rica, does not understand baseball. Doesn't make so funny to him. So, yeah. like, how would you do that to somebody like my dad? Who it's helpful for fans who have some some context for baseball. I've done I've done this before. I was like well known in the Pace Apollo community. I would just go to parties with friends, and this is what I would do. I'd like pull some guy aside. And we'd end up talking about sports. And I'd be like, you like baseball? And he's like, yeah, a little bit. And I'm like, man, let me show you this finished game. It's going to like elicit. And he'd be, and then before you know it, I have like seven guys around me and we're all sitting on my phone looking at this and I'm explaining them what's going on. Um, but yeah, without baseball experience, it's harder. But basically, it conceptually, it's similar. But where it diverges, I mean, like think of all things you know about baseball. Um, you know, nine innings, they have those. It's different now. But nine innings is a field. There are four bases. Uh, there's a, you know there's a lineup, there's a pitcher, like every all that's the, the the positions are even it's a little bit different because there's you know all the basemen, a catcher is more of an infield position in Pace Apollo, and then there are two outfielders and two shortstops. So instead of a center fielder, you have a left shortstop, right shortstop, and left field, right field. But that and then and then where it gets really weird is there are three DHs, they're called jokers, jokers right? And you can put them in the lineup however you want. So if you want your joker to always hit third in every inning, you can do that. <laughs> Which yeah, is kind of no. nice. Like practically, I kind of dig it. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. It's a DH interesting now, right? So but everyone so, has to hit clean pitcher. Yeah. So the Joker, you could put them in any inning, mm-hmm. whatever you yeah, want. They could play every every inning if you wanted them to. It wouldn't yeah. matter. But everyone, but you still bat through the order, so you just skip yeah. somebody. So you oh. go, you know, your lineup is pitcher hit seven, Joker is going to go six. Then the pitcher would go, or you want another Joker to go. Fine. Then they go in after. You and, can and, do that. And you could put up three DH slash jokers with in one inning, correct? Yeah, correct. Yep, you can. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that that just it's and that I would assume teams use that if they're down by a bunch of runs or they're just trying to get some better hitters who can't field. Yeah, a little bit of that also gets a little weird. So the thing they did in the nineties that changed used to be just a nine inning game, but we all know and love or like or whatever. And then the nineties, they changed it. And because I think there were a lot of blowouts. And I've I've seen a lot of blowouts. You've seen times where teams are just like really uneven. So they switched it. And so now what happens is it's actually weird. It's kind of like and it's that so they do two four-inning mini-games in a match. So you'll have four innings, yes. one game, then you split, you split, then you split, then if you win that, you tie, it doesn't matter. You win that, then you still play another four innings after. If you a team wins both innings, or if you win one of them and tie the other, you get three points in the standings, like hockey. Um, if you if you tie, it's through split set, then you play the ninth thing as a tiebreaker. Um, and so that's a thing. And then if you do win that in extra innings, you get two points. Um, and there's a loser point too for that stuff. There's also this thing called the run scoring contest, which is like a basically like a ghost runner thing where they put a guy on third and a guy at home tries to hit him home. But only if you're like still tied after ten after nine innings, you're still tied. They do that, and that's just uh, that's the thing you need to see to understand. Although once okay. you see it, you're kind of like, oh, all right, it's like penalty kicks. But really, it definitely blasts me for a baseball fan. But you get used to it. Yeah. No, no, I can see that. Yeah, like I would watch the game and yeah, I understand like, you know, if you, if a guy catches a ball, that's not oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, catches it so, a second time, that's still not it out. But the third time you have to run. Yep, exactly. So the ball's got to bounce. The biggest difference is the ball's got to bounce in play um, for it to be in play. Like you can't just hit a ball out of the park. It's got to bounce in the field. So that means they start doing tricky things. I'm a high school yeah. tennis coach. So, like, you're just trying to spin on the ball all the time. You're trying to, you know, direct the ball in really interesting ways. So it makes it more tactically interesting because you are you don't need to be a power hitter in the same way. Power hitters do have fun with this game. Um, there's some guys you see who are, like, David Ortiz-style DH, old-school DHs who match the ball because they know how to put power and they can just send it out. So they go crazy, too. But the ball's got to bounce. Like you said, you can't catch it on the fly and hit it out. So if you watch a highlight, you'll see guys often catch it and drop it. So that the guy, so that it, basically, you can use all three of your strikes. So that's yeah. the biggest difference is you can use all your strikes. If I'm a batter, there's no sacrificing in finished baseball. If I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a guy, advance a runner. You may have a guy come in, a joker come in, and you trying to advance runners. I got two guys on. He's gonna hit the ball to try to move the runners, and then on the third strike, he goes. So first ball, boom, I move two runners over. Second ball, boom, I might move a runner runner over from first to second. And then first is open for me on the third strike. If I can get on play base, then I can get on base. Now we load the bases. So that's the difference. The tactical complexity is different because of all the things you have to do yeah. than what we're used to in baseball. Yeah, definitely. And you have to have a baseball mindset, softball mindset to understand, you know, 100%. To, to make it easy for you to understand. Because if yeah, you it, watch this, you're like, what the heck? You come in cold, it's really hard because yeah. you won't really get any. You're like, you're, baseball's weird to you. This will be weirder. But if you're a baseball person, like yeah. you said, baseball softball person, it will not take you very long to get no. conceptually what's going on. You'll just be like, well, why did they do that? Or there are certain things that Americans we also just used to in baseball that like they don't, they're more aggressive on the base paths than we are in certain ways. So they do a lot of counterintuitive things to me as a fan still that I'm like, why did you run there? Like that was just bad base running, but that's yeah. just kind of how they roll. Well, I, I see these guys running. It's always head first slides, yeah. Pete Rose. Uh, yeah. What is the turf made out of? Is that dirt, grass? It look, always yeah, looks it's, cool. a, it's a turf, sand-covered turf. So sand it's turf, and then they put dirt, basically baseball dirt, on oh. clay on top of it. Mm -hmm. 
So it makes the ball move a little bit faster and that's so they can slide into it a little easier. But also it's Finland, so you don't want to maintain a bunch of grass. It's just logistical. Yeah, maintaining oh. grass in Finland's kind of a pain, right? So, yeah, oh yeah. Well, know. we think if it's a pain in uh, you know, Indianapolis yeah, or in April yeah. or May. Yeah, because imagine doing that in Helsinki in March. Right. I can imagine Helsinki in March. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So how long yeah. does the game last? I guess would be another question. About two hours. Sometimes okay. a little bit longer. About two hours, two and a half at the most, but they're pretty neat. I can usually watch a game in the morning, 7 a.m. because I'm on the West Coast. So I get a 7 a.m. game and it's over by 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then do you have any of uh, any of the bats or gloves? With I do. You? Yeah, I have. I don't have a. I don't have a handy right now, but I do have a. Uh, the gloves um, are a little different, correct? They're not exactly baseball gloves. No, so it's like a, if you look at a hockey, you tell people to go online and look for, you know, Pace Apollo glove and go to like google.fi and you can see it. Um, the ball is like a hard tennis ball. I do actually have that. I have a ball. Okay, um, yeah. And they're all yellow. Ball. Yeah, they're all yellow. They're yellow. They're different sizes, kind of like uh, they did with tennis balls now, where they make them different sizes for the kids at different ages. And I can hear you perfectly. So <laughs> I figured, yeah, that's why I moved. I was like, oh, this should work out. Uh, yeah. So what you have here is uh, this is the ball designed from the championship team a couple years ago but uh so that's a ball um it's hard you know i can't i'm a tennis coach like i said you can't squeeze it but it feels like a tennis ball it's a little heavier because it's dense and core um and a little larger than tennis ball but basically it's like a large tennis ball which makes sense if you think about when they invented the sport right what do they probably have access to probably easier to find a tennis ball if you could make into something than a you know inventing a baseball but it's hard like a baseball in that way. Although it doesn't have the soft metal, you know, soft clay core that we used to run a baseball. It doesn't have that. It doesn't no real give. Um, the bait, bats are much longer than a bat. So it's like a long bat with no, yeah. like the barrel isn't, it's not, there's no, there's no thickness to the barrel really. Um, much thinner. And I think they're longer. I don't know how many inches they are because I'm always thinking about centimeters, but they're pretty long. Um, the gloves are like hockey. To me, they're like smaller versions of, hockey goalie mitts they're not as big as a hockey goalie mitt but they kind of close they trap um i don't know where mine is i do have one i don't know where i hit it but um it's but it's kind of it like traps so you can't really like you can't get the big webbing like we have on ours where you can grab the ball and close it really maneuver it theirs is harder to me harder to maneuver because it it kind of automatically closes um the ball stay in that way because it's so small so that makes sense but it's a little bit it's a definitely more different to uh it's a little bit more unwieldy get used to yeah. i think no no I, t- I tell you it's uh it's one of those sports that when you watch it you you want to watch a little more you know i'm mm-hmm. looking at the ballparks online yeah. the website you sent me uh, a lot of them have these beautiful pictures of uh the ballparks uh oh good yeah and you know here, here's a guy like me i tour ballparks and i list them i could go to finland and add all these as ballparks you could it would be so cool you could easily I did this. So a couple of years ago when I went to the All-Star game, I saw six games. So I saw two games in Helsinki at the bar park where the women play there. Drove three hours to a town called Uvascula and saw a women's game there, the best women's team there. They play in a nice stadium. They're a town where like <clears throat> they're a town where the women's team is bigger than the men's team. So like they like they all win all the titles. And they like so they they draw like a couple thousand fans for women's games in that town. Um then I went to Vimpoli, saw my favorite team, and then I went back to Helsinki and then went to the All-Star game a couple of hours away. But you can kind of you tie you time it right, right even in Helsinki area there are a couple teams just in that area, different levels, not all major league, but you could see, so you see different stadiums and different experiences pretty easily. So it is like being that in that way as baseball, the fans seeing games like it'd be like 
the only place you could go with more more stadiums like in Japan or Korea, really. Like, you know, because there are seriously hundreds of teams across the levels from the top division all the way down to like yeah. four or five levels. So yeah, it's really neat in that way. Men's and women's. Yeah, just cool all- too. Yeah, no, it's it yeah, that that's fascinating. It's just it's amazing how it has not I guess you could look at like Gaelic soccer, you know, that's very right. popular on in Ireland or Australian mm-hmm. football, but or Canadian football. Hurling, hurling, yeah, Canadian football, hurling. Yep. It's just it's very confined to the place and nowhere else. And I think it's just promotion. I think that it would take baseball here, you know, is obviously a niche to the sport, kind of turning into a niche sport. It's just there's a lot of money behind it. It's been around a long time. But I wonder, like, we've talked about it for years, like, doing U.S. exhibition. Like, I think at some point we could pull something off. It's just going to take, like, the right timing, resources, and logistics to pull it off. But I think that, you know, Americans will watch anything. I tell them, I'm like, Americans will watch anything. Like, one time, you mean give us one game and we can watch a thing that's weird and different? We'll draw 10,000 to watch this. I guarantee you. Like, people would do that. Like, well, it's weird, even, interesting. Heck even, yeah. if had, even if you had an English crew, English-speaking yeah. crew, just – Oh, you have to. The game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe not, maybe have the option of watching a whole game or maybe a highlight package where you look around the league, you know, and have yeah. that on a YouTube channel or broadcast it somewhere. Yeah. I tried right. doing, I, I tried doing that a couple of years ago. It is hard to keep up with, but it's, I definitely had, a, I had an Instagram I did on Pace Paulo Live where I did kind of would take, I'd buy a buddy still working for the, for the organization at the time. He was doing their social. So he would like, send me send me clips of things a little ahead of time, like clean clips. So I need to cut my own. And then I would just voice over them and be like, here's what's going on in the league this week or whatever. But there the niche fan who cares about this is kind of small. So you kind of would need to like it's kind of chicken and egg in a way, right? Yeah. You need to build an audience to make it worthwhile to want to do that. But I do agree with you that there is it is there's definitely a market in that. And and I think that with the right timing it would be interesting to see like to generate interest it'd be pretty cool because it does translate to baseball fans like it really it would really translate once you saw it i know a bunch yeah because i'll bring this up to fans nobody knows what the heck i'm talking about it is and i assume that's happened you you have to explain this sport to people and i explain this game to fins oh okay that sounds (laughs) good i explain this sport to fins i have met dozens of fins who do not watch pace apollo they know people do it they didn't know there was a major league. They didn't know women play it. They don't really understand actually what the rules are. I have been in Finland explaining f- pace of low to Finns. Obviously, I've done it to American fans too, but I've definitely done it. To f- it is truly my favorite thing about what I've learned about the sport is that I've been able to introduce to people who live in Finland. They're like, oh, well, you know a lot more about it than I do. I didn't know this is a thing. How yeah. did you get into this? You live in America. This is pretty much what happens all the time. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> I, yeah, I grew up in New Jersey, moved out to Indiana. And, and- okay. You say you're from Jersey? I'm a Jersey guy, yeah, yeah. Where are you from? Plainfield. Oh, Colonia. What's up? Edison's between us, right? Is that, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, exactly. I was was born in Edison and uh, grew up in Colonia and actually proposed to my wife out in Lincoln City, Oregon. Oh, sweet. How about that? That's cool. Not too far from Portland. We, uh, We love Portland a lot. We used to go there like every other year to visit, but it's been a while. Uh, yeah but but like i was saying from new jersey i come out here and i i research a lot of these uh indiana high school basketball oh uh, yeah there's some great cathedrals i lived yeah. in bloomington before i moved here so 
Wow, there's there's that other crack. Yeah, look at yeah. That. So, yeah, this is great, but it's so really I, cool. I do research and I tell people about there's a there's a sunken gym style here in Indiana that most people never even think about. They just think that's no. how they're built. And I said, no, one man created this because he had a dream one night in the 40s and he started building them. And I had I, no idea. I started, they were really cool. Yeah, like Newcastle and uh, yeah. Evansville. Uh, the old college uh, in Evansville used to have. Uh, Robert Stadium. That was a perfect example. Mm. And there was articles and features about this gentleman, and he actually built mm. his house like this. It still sits in Evansville. Guy's been dead oh, for wow. almost 50 years. I'd love to go down there and check it out if it's still there. Yeah. And people are like, wow, you know a lot about high school basketball in Indiana. I just, just thought that was, you know, didn't yeah. know there were other buildings that had that look. Right. That's really cool. Yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't realize one guy was responsible for that. I just thought it was kind of a thing. But yeah, it is really, obviously, high school basketball in, in Indiana is, to bring it around, very akin to, 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 the, to, the, to the love that Finnish Finnish people have for Finnish baseball in this very niche sort of like, wait, this is our thing. We own this. This belongs to us. They've been invented in Massachusetts, but we own this. This is no, ours. No, and right. that is kind of neat. That is really cool. Yeah. 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 And if you look at some of the stories, it's uh, the small farming towns. It became... Yep. Bigger than it did out in the Chicago area, the region, or mm-hmm. Indianapolis first, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how all these sports have some sort of uh, connection to them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Pace Apollo, beautiful. Well, fe- uh, appreciate you coming on here to talk to me. Uh, any other oddball sports <laughs> that you like to follow? You have a passion for? Or is this the one? Well, that not yeah, floorball is interesting. So the Finns play floor floorball, like you know, you talk about gym class sports. They have a floor, a pro floor ball league that's very semi pro. Men's and women's happens in the winter, and I sort of passively followed that. You know, I'm really getting into is a team handball. Like oh. I desperately want team handball in the U.S. Like that's big in Europe, and they have like it's like the production values are huge. That you can go on Instagram, and there are like counts that you can follow with team handball, and they've got like really good highlights. I, sh- I share them on Instagram with my friends all the time. And they're like, dude, like, how is this not a thing here? And I'm like, yeah. I know it's just a waste. But so, yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, and lastly, I, many years ago, invented a sport called tennis polo that you, oh, can, yeah, read about Google, that. Uh, you can Google. And that's actually what got had me help me find this. I was doing research about that and found other sports. But that, that no one's playing that anywhere, really, other than no. some random gym. It's other, other than random gym classes in England somewhere. <laughs> well, it, it, hey, if somebody's playing that in, in England somewhere, that's a start because I, I invented uh I invented like triangle kickball where you play indoors. Oh and yeah. When I was a teacher, I was trying to get my class of uh students to play that. And yeah, I, I think it ended once all those kids graduated. <laughs> yeah, it's summer camp for me. That's how you get them. You get them at summer camp, and I did over years at different summer camps, and you have enough reps that they pick it up and play it. And that's why, yeah, that's the only reason why we, we were able to adopt it. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I was reading great. about tennis polo and then, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, I kind of like how, you know, cause when I was a kid, I used, we used to always event sports too. We'd go outside and say, okay, let's take a football, but what can we do different with it? We only that's, have three people and we would, we would start doing exactly, exactly what happened. It was raining too much and that's what we did. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Well that, Hey, that's how basketball was invented. Somebody, you know, Dr. Naismith in, in December yeah. of 1891. Yep. <laughs> Said, hey, we're yep. too cold to play football or baseball outside. Yeah, we're gonna do these kids. They're driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah, driving crazy. Apparently, like, and apparently, one of those kids went to Indiana, and he's the guy who kind of spearheaded oh, the sport. That's from, funny, I didn't realize that yeah. that lineage is so direct. That's yeah. wild. Like, there was a connection with him to Crawfordsville, Indiana, to to be mm-hmm. some ice, and 
you know, wow. how the old YMCA gym where, you know, people yeah. claim, people say the first game was played in Crawfordsville. Other people say Evansville. Yeah. Some people say Terre Haute. Uh, n- nobody knows. You know, you just have, okay. to, you have to find research. Somebody finds a booklet or a newspaper article from 18, I guess, 1893. Oh, no, wait a minute. Fort Wayne says they had the first. Yeah, game. they had a game before us. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Or, or just like they're saying, like the oldest basketball court that hasn't been changed is in Paris, France. Oh, interesting. I read that somewhere. I have to look up. Oh, why? Yeah, I didn't know that. Somebody brought the sport out there. I don't know how that happened, but. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, on a boat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Team Handball. There's actually the Chicago Team Handball Association uh, that promotes the sport. And every now and then they'll have open house. My wife's family lives up there. Okay. I'd I'd just love to participate just to see what that's like or just watching it. Yeah, it's like, pretty neat. I, it's pretty neat. I like. I like. It's fast moving. Like I just. It's a really cool sport to watch. Um, you know, I think it is obviously too similar to many things for people, but I just think it's a neat, different. It requires different skills than like you know, it's got those football yeah. skills, those hockey skills, definitely some basketball skills, a little bit of that volleyball height, and so it's an interesting sport to to watch. Yeah, I, it, I like. You're it. right. It wouldn't be a hard game to pick up or understand, yeah. even for, you know, yeah. like oh okay, so yeah. you have to score in the yeah. net. Yep, pretty much. Right. All right. right. Well, perfect. Ron, thank you for coming on today, talking a little bit about Pace Apollo. Uh, Fabulous sport. For those of you who would like to find out more about it, where can they go? And go online and look at them. If you go to uh, paces.fi, and you can also go online and search for Super Paces, Super P E S I S. That's the major league of uh, Pace Apollo. And even though everything will be in Finnish, you'll still be able to at least see what teams are around. Um, and obviously go online and, and, you know, like I said, the English language podcasts, um, as well, um, to, to learn more about people talking about it in English. Um, so yeah, I would love, love to, love to see more people get, get interested. Um, so we can get a game over here. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for having one. me on the show. Yeah. It just takes one person to say, Hey, let's bring a game out here, play, play it. And, you know, I don't know where they could have to be on the East coast. It have to be on the East coast just because of the flight difference. You'd have to give it on the East coast. It needed yeah. to be the beginning of the season or at the very end of the season. You couldn't. Yeah. Maybe an all-star game or something, but like, yeah, it would be super chill though. It would be fun to, to see it. It would be very confused, but yeah, it'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah. You'll have people talking about it. That's, that's what we like. Right. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you, Ron. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for coming on and we'll keep in touch. Sounds good. Take care. All right, that's Ron Bronson, who uh, is a huge fan of Pace Apollo, Finnish baseball, which you can find it online. It's there. It's in Finnish. There's not a lot of full games, let's say, unless you pay for it, which is a little bit disturbing. Some of the games are from about a decade ago, which uh, are not of the best quality, which is kind of hard to imagine. You can't find something from this century in bad quality in, in good quality, but it's out there and you just have to do some research. Uh, some of the ballparks are quite interesting. They're about three to 5,000 seats, but around 3,000, maybe not quite five. And they look like baseball stadiums, but a little funkier with this oddball looking field, which uh, would fit perfectly into the old polo grounds. So think of how the polo grounds were shaped. In fact, it would probably fit in quite nicely into a football stadium. So if you had a football stadium, you would have to put some stands behind the goalpost. And then there's your Pace Apollo field there. So I'm glad he, uh, he answered some of my questions. Games are about two hours. 
You can use the Jokers, which are the DHs, anytime. And the field is made of turf, and they throw dirt on it. So that's why it has that sort of sand look to it. Uh, grown for, uh, grass in Finland would, would be a little bit of an issue, which makes sense, I can imagine. I guess I didn't ask him when the season took place. So many questions I have. I just like you could just go anywhere with this conversation. So uh, after he got off, we shared uh, we have a connection. We're both from New Jersey. <laughs> he spent time in IU as an undergrad. Uh, he is a New York Jets fan, a New Jersey Devils fan, and a Toronto Blue Jays fan. So he he's a Blue Jays fan, not a Mets or Yankees. So uh, he grew up in Plainfield, which is uh, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Colonia, where I grew up. And think think that's think Plainfield's the home of George Clinton, P Funk, Parliament, Funkadelic. So uh is that true? Let me know. So anyway, guys, great, great episode with Ron. That was a lot of fun learning about the sport. And just try to figure it out, you know, questions you had that he was able to answer. So I am glad that um Glad that he was, he was uh, able to make some time here. So anyway, guys, thank you. Thank you for coming on and listening to this special episode. I hope you learned something. And uh, I know we didn't really quite talk about baseball, but we did. We talked about uh, we talked about Finnish baseball. So that counts, right? And if I went to about 10 Finnish base, uh, Pace Apollo ballparks, wouldn't that count as going to a ballpark? I think it would. I think it would. All right. That's the end of our episode. I appreciate you coming on. Check me out on Ballpark Hunter on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, next week, we're going to have uh, a gentleman from not Finland, but from France. Boris. I hope I'm saying his name right. Boris March. Boris, Boris Marche. Does that? Forgive me if I didn't say that right. Uh, he is the coach, I believe, of. Um, the Rouen Huskies, Rouen Huskies of uh, the French Baseball League Division One. They play about, I don't know, about, I don't know, an hour northwest of Paris. Uh, he's going to talk to me about his baseball team that has about 17 championships, 17 championships since being founded in 1986. Uh, we talk about the Yankees, but I think these guys got him beat. Pretty impressive. Can't wait to talk to him. That'll be our next episode. Uh, after that, it's going to be Eric Franson. Uh, he is with the Pineville Porcupines of the Old North State League. And then after that, a little Gem City Bison talk. Uh, they're from the Independence Baseball League. I'm actually wearing that their hoodie right now, so uh, that should be fun to have that with them. Uh, I'm not quite sure who's coming on for that show. I am talking to somebody, but they're debating on uh, who's going to make the appearance. But that's going to be a lot of fun. A little Gem City Bison, a little... Porcupine baseball and a little Husky baseball from France. So stay tuned for those episodes. Plus, uh, I have a few more folks on here before it's all said and done. So keep it tuned in, locked in to the Ballpark Hunter podcast. We know you have other podcasts to listen to, and you can listen to them. But thank you for making a little time for me. So stay safe, guys. And uh, wherever you are, play ball. <laughs>